Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelzang. As part of our Fitness Friday series, our interview today is with Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content at the American Council on Exercise. I always love speaking with Sabrina Joe, who is busy with exercise research, and it is because of that research orientation, her fact-based analysis and outcomes orientation, which is critical to our Not Old Better Show audience. All of that comes as a result of her work with the American Council on Exercise, or ACE. With the coronavirus causing some gym goers and regulars at the local recreation center to consider their workout spot, staying physically active means getting creative with an exercise routine closer to home. There are lots of safe ways to work out while monitoring and maintaining physical distance. Spring and early summer is a prime time to go outdoors to walk, run, or bicycle and play golf or tennis. Coronavirus transmission risk appears to be reduced outdoors, but according to the National Institutes on Health, the virus is constantly changing and we are constantly learning about this virus. The NIH and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention both recommend exercising outdoors where comfortable, but do so safely because there are lots of safe ways to work out while maintaining physical distance. We'll be talking about safe outdoor exercise, and much more with Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content at the American Council on Exercise. But first, today's Healthy Headlines segment. Today's Healthy Headlines segment. From the National Institutes of Health, the headline is Skip This for Chronic Pain. Though antidepressants are often prescribed for chronic pain, they may be largely ineffective for it. An analysis of 33 studies found that serotonin and noradrenaline inhibitors and tricyclic antidepressants had only a small effect on back pain, sciatica, and osteoporosis-related pain. If you have chronic pain, the researchers advise discussing the pros and cons of antidepressants with your physician for better pain results. And this headline from the Journal of Physical Activity and Health and the National Institutes on Health, an easy blood pressure fix. After doing a stretching routine regularly for eight weeks, older adults saw their blood pressure drop by as much as seven points in a study of 40 people. Participants who took brisk walks daily saw smaller benefits. Both groups did their routines for 30 minutes five days a week. The researchers say walking and other exercises remain important for heart health, but stretching seems to have unique benefits for blood pressure. So stretch it out and lower that blood pressure. And now to our interview with Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content at the American Council on Exercise. Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content at the American Council on Exercise. Welcome back to the program. It's always so good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us again. And I want to start, of course, by asking how you're doing. How's the progress there uh, with the vaccine? Everybody healthy in your family? Yeah, thanks for the invitation to come back on. It's always great to be able to connect with you. And I am getting my second dose of the vaccine tomorrow. Wow, congrats. That's awesome news. Thanks. Feeling good about that. Almost done with that. And it feels freeing and it feels hopeful. And I'm I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the year. Yep. I'm looking forward to the rest of the year too. And uh, that is good news. So uh, thanks for, for sharing all of that. You know, it, it it's true the 
um, getting back to normal part of our world is getting there, certainly. But the COVID-19 pandemic is far from over. Exercising safely outdoors is a viable option. It's really a great option that offers both short-term and long-term benefits. And I wondered if you'd tell us some of the benefits of exercising outdoors. I think being physically active outside is really one of the best things and most safe things that we can do right now. And I am always encouraged every, everyone to get out um, and exercise. And of course, I, I say this even last time we talked, but because the, the number of research studies is uh, very small, if, if at all, on the risk of, you know, contracting the COVID-19 virus when you're outside around others. Um, There's just not a lot of research on that, if any. And so without having, you know, a big stack of evidence to report on, I I still would say that being outside um, and exercising is one of the safest things you can do. Safety, yes. And I think we need to consider wearing the mask. Sometimes outside, it's just not so critical to wear that mask. And I wonder if you comment a little bit about wearing a mask outside. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that's right. I don't think a mask when you're outside, uh, as long as you can keep your distance and you're not in you know large clusters of people, I, I think that's just fine. And um, one of the things that we really look at when we're looking at exercising indoors in fitness facility and gym spaces is the ventilation. Those big things that we want to make sure, at least I want to make sure, and the evidence does support that if you have a good ventilation system, you're less likely to uh, be at risk for contracting the virus. So, you know, being outside, there's no more uh, better ventilation than that. Good, 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 good advice. So I think When we talk about safety, we're certainly talking about wearing a mask. We're talking about good ventilation systems. But I think we're also talking about hydration. I'm talking now about when it gets hot outside, not just warm. So what do we need to think about when it comes to hydration? It seems to be a little confusing. What level of hydration consumption should we maintain in the heat? Yeah, it's confusing because there's not a simple answer. And it, like so many things about nutrition, uh, hydration, water, that's an important part of nutrition. And there, the reason there's not a simple answer is because humans are so unique and everyone's an individual and so their needs are also unique and individual. But what I can say is that there are really three things that experts look at when they're talking about hydration and it is whether or not weight loss has occurred due to you being out in the heat and exerting yourself. And if you weigh yourself after uh, exertion in the heat, or let's say the next morning even, and you're down uh, greater than 2% of your body weight, that is an indication that you really want to increase your water consumption or fluid consumption so that you can restore your weight and your hydration levels. The second thing we look at is uh, the color of your urine, believe it or not. <laughs> and you want to make sure that for optimum hydration, that you've got like a clear a straw, light straw colored urine. And that that's a good indicator of your own personal hydration. If it's dark, um, headed towards that orange color, that could be an indication that you're a bit dehydrated and you need to increase your fluid levels um, and consumption. And then the third thing we look at is thirst. And while it is true that thirst is a lagging indicator of hydration, a lot of times uh, you will get that thirst drive after you're 
a, a bit low on hydration, um, it's still a good indicator to pay attention to. And you do want to drink when you feel thirsty. And one of the things that we we hear sometimes that people who drink a lot of water, especially when they're in really hot, humid environments, um, have a risk for overconsumption of water. And while that is a risk, um, it's a very small risk and it doesn't happen to most people. I mean, we're, we're talking about drinking too much water. Maybe if you're running a marathon and you, you're sweating a lot, so your electrolyte levels are, are really off or low. And so you drink a bunch of water and that actually, you know, furthers the electrolyte level loss. Um, and then that's when we get into wanting to talk about drinking uh, like sports hydration drinks that have a little bit of um, electrolyte sodium, maybe a little bit of sugar in there. But I would say that for the average person who goes outside for a walk or a, a bicycle session on a hot day um, that maybe lasts for 30, 45 minutes, just drinking water to the level of your thirst is fine um, a little bit before, during, and after, and just paying attention to the color of your urine. I think those things are probably going to be the the most practical ways to stay hydrated in the heat. With your expertise in the areas of science and research there at the American Council on Exercise, I want to dive into maybe this subject of the physiological benefits of exercise for older adults and and how they can benefit older people, particularly during the pandemic? Yeah, well, there's there's so much evidence that supports all the physical and even mental benefits of being physically active. And especially for the older adult population, it's really encouraging. Um, staying physically active reduces the risk of chronic disease, depression, and cognitive decline as people age. Uh, Weight-bearing activities like walking and strength training maintain bone and functional health, and that's important when you're talking about reducing the risk for falling. And um, there are a, there's a large amount of evidence that would support that if you're going to really want to experience the benefits in terms of just general health and function that you want to do multi-component activities. So you don't want to do something to the exclusion of all the other things, meaning that you want to do a little bit of aerobic type of exercise. You want to do some strength exercise. You want to throw in some flexibility and you want to throw in some, you know, fun coordination and balance type of activities too. And if you want to really get the most benefit from being physically active. We are with Sabrina Joe. Sabrina Joe is the Director of Science and Research Content at the American Council on Exercise. Sabrina Joe, I want to ask you a question about ACE, the American Council on Exercise, because you've got this great campaign going right now called Moving Together Outside. And I think that's that's just a wonderful name. Certainly, we can go a lot of different directions with that, I know. <laughs> but why don't you give us a sense as to you know, the, the benefits that come from exercise, is there an added benefit to getting active outside? Is that a good way of putting it? Yeah, we've partnered with a couple of other organizations and we're calling it the Moving Together Outside campaign. And what we're trying to do, launching a national advocacy, calling on local and state governments to expand access and reduce restrictions to using green spaces like parks and 
uh, school, playgrounds, other community spaces that are typically underutilized uh, at certain times throughout the day and, and certain seasons, because these can provide safe locations for structured physical activity experiences, especially if they're led by well-qualified exercise professionals and community organizations. And sometimes you might um, find that municipalities have restrictions on using those public spaces for groups of people or even just two people like a exercise professional and uh, their client. And it's, it's a shame because these outdoor spaces are so important right now during the pandemic and, but they're also um, important in just even beyond the pandemic because getting outside and moving outside in nature has its own benefits as well. So we are, as an organization, we're really advocating for this, these, oh, they're, they're shared space agreements that municipalities can draw upon to promote healthier communities. And also if done properly, might even provide a revenue stream for, for them to uh, you know, help communities get healthier because they're allowing exercise professionals who run their businesses uh, do some of their activities in those spaces. And so I assume the same social distancing and mask wearing requirements that you suggest are in place in some of these places too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We still want the, uh, that, you know, six feet if you can, especially if you're doing something that is uh, pretty vigorous and you're breathing pretty heavily, you, you still do want to have that social distancing, even if um, you're outside, um, especially if you're not wearing a mask. The Great Outdoors offers so many wonderful options for exercise. Just the just the natural habitat itself give us plenty of choices to, to exercise with. I wondered if you'd tell us about creatively exercising outdoors in warm weather during a pandemic. You, you can always use what's available to you. There are adjacent trails, there are benches, there are all other naturally occurring items, right? Yes, as the thunder claps. Is that thunder? I hear too. Yes, that Joe. was thunder and lightning. Ah, um, so that's funny because I was just outside for a walk and it started raining and it wasn't raining all day until just then. So, excuse me. So being outside um, in nature, if you have green spaces, that's wonderful. If you have, if you're near a national park or if you're near playgrounds, and you can use the outside structures, the outdoor structures as your own jungle gym. So if there are some natural hills or some, some stairs or some steps that you might use as you're walking around your neighborhood, or if you have um, you know, trees or anything that, that you can do push-ups on, you know, really using your imagination is probably the best advice I can give. One thing that I like to do when I'm outside to be creative is in just around my neighborhood is I like to mix up my intensity. So if I'm walking, I like to walk even faster, maybe break into a little bit of a jog between different um, landmarks as I'm out. So what I'll do is I'll look ahead and I'll maybe see two or three trees, a cluster of trees or a bush from where I am. And maybe it's a hundred yards. And I might think, you know, I'm going to pick up my pace a little bit until I reach that next cluster of trees, just so that um, I introduce some playful fun and increase intensity into my walk. Um, so 
things like that can be fun to do just to mix it up, take a different path or, or a route that, that you normally wouldn't take just to see some new things and be mindful of what you see, the colors of the trees, the, the flowers that are starting to bloom in spring. Um, maybe consider going on hikes or just consider, uh, even if it means that you maybe drive to a new place where you can get outside and walk, that's something that we like to do on the weekends because that might take a little extra time. Um, doing things with youngsters, um, playing tag with them, <laughs> taking them on walks and just talking about the, the things that they see, the nature as they see it through their eyes. It's, it's always interesting to learn from different perspectives. And um, I would just say that you think of the outdoors as your adult playground. <laughs> yeah, I like that, our outdoor playground. You know, I think many in our KSCW audience are going to have grandchildren. And so I wonder if you I wonder if you encourage exercising with grandchildren. That seems to be a natural occurring element. Yeah, and I really want to encourage that now, especially it seems like more and more uh, grandparents are being able to be with their grandchildren after vaccination. And I, I really want to encourage that. And, and being outside is, is so wonderful for physical and mental health for, for all ages. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. I just think being outside is so beneficial for for all ages, for all our senses, uh, for our grandchildren. And you're just a believer in me, me too. And so what does the science and research say about all of these benefits? Yeah. And I, I will continue to be, <laughs> especially when it comes to being outside. And what's interesting about the research on on exercising or being physically active in green spaces, they call it when you can actually see some green grass and some trees, is that it? some evidence shows that people feel less anxious after about five minutes of being outside and being active outside. They come back in and they're, they're refreshed and they're less anxious, they report less stress. Uh, people also who have been surveyed about why they adhere or why they keep going outside to exercise and they stick with it simply because they enjoy it. In fact, people who enjoy being outside to do their exercise often report they would rather not do exercise at all if it means being indoors. (laughs) They'd rather just reserve all their activity for outside. And what that shows is that there's a very important psychological link between physical activity that you enjoy and that you're motivated to do to keep doing it. And that's nothing to ignore. I mean, we really want to do things that we enjoy. And then the last thing I'll say about research on being physically active outside and exercising outside is that there's evidence to support that people actually find it easier to do. So they perceive it as being easier to walk outside versus walking inside on a treadmill, for example. And there are some psychological factors that you know, they, they think could be contributing to that. But I really think it comes down to just enjoyment. And the subject of enjoyment comes up frequently when you and I talk. You always say to me that if you enjoy it, you'll do it. <laughs> I like that. I, I'm a believer in that, too. We got to really love kind of going outside. But can we get too much of a good thing, you know, from being outside? Yeah. And there's really no amount of being active outside that's too small. So I would encourage everyone to get out, even if it's for five minutes, 
uh, to enjoy a walk. A walk, yes. Being outside, swimming is even a good choice, especially when it starts to get hot. I think swimming is something that we we don't necessarily talk about all the time, but it is a good bet too, right? Absolutely. Swimming is one of the best modes of activity if you are concerned about protecting your joints. If you've got cranky joints or maybe some arthritic joints, uh, swimming is nice because it provides buoyancy and it takes the the, a bit of gravity off of the joints. And it also, if you, if you're doing a water exercise um, and there are implements and, and tools you can use in the water to create more resistance, but you're, but if you're doing water exercise, you actually do have some resistance against the muscles for strengthening. And so a lot of people really enjoy swimming or doing water exercise. And I highly encourage that. Uh, the thing that, we often hear about um, swimming is the bone density issue that because you aren't bearing the the full brunt of gravity, it's not quite as uh, taxing on the bones, your skeleton. Um, so if you do a lot of swimming, you just want to be mindful of that and also do a little bit of um, land-based exercise, even if it's just some some strength training or even just body weight functional type training in addition to that. Well, Sabrina Joe, thank you so much for your time today. We very much appreciate your generosity, all your tips and research and guidance and all the resources that are available at acefitness.org. There's a special section on active aging on the acefitness.org website. Tons of great examples, various levels you can um, find out what a very modest level might be, then uh, bump that up a little bit with, uh, with a little bit of additional effort and lots of creative exercises for the active aging community. And I think that's what we all are. We need, we, we need to continue to remain active and fit throughout our entire lives. I, I just know you agree 100%. I couldn't agree more. And thanks for mentioning acefitness.org, Paul, because we are a nonprofit organization and our mission is to get people moving. So if you go on the website, everything is available uh, for free. And we just have a ton of information on usually all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast and so much more. Well, Sabrina, thank you again. We really appreciate it. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. You know, kind of be safe in that thunder. <laughs> and uh, We'll look forward to having you back very soon. Thanks, Sabrina. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Paul. My thanks always to Sabrina Joe, ACE Director of Science and Research Content, for joining us today. Please check out the ACE, hashtag ACE Science Saturday program. You can find that on Facebook. You can find that at the ACE American Council on Exercise.org website, which we'll link to here for more great tips, resources, and information. And to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience, thank you too. Please keep your emails coming to me with show ideas, suggestions, and comments at info at notold-better.com. Remember, stay safe, everyone. Practice smart social distancing. Get the vaccine. And let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.